The following message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, making Him known to others, and spreading the kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from The Kingdom Voice. Coming up next on The Kingdom Voice. And then he says this, and be not conformed to this world because this world wants to dominate you. So the issue is not whether or not you're going to be dominated. You're going to be dominated. The question is, is who's dominating you? In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the world. Welcome to the Kingdom Voice broadcast with Dr. Dana Carson. Today's message is coming from the powerful series, Kingdom Power. In today's message, Dr. Carson talks about the challenge of kingdom domination, coming from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. So God says, I got you, but you got to trust me. And so that means you got to let me dominate you because if I don't dominate you, I cannot save you from your sins. So y'all don't like, like my message this morning. Listen, so, so then this is why God says, I don't want your thoughts. Why? Because your thoughts are not my thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Some of the worst trouble you get in is when you get to thinking. You in trouble. People say, what you doing? I've been thinking. Oh, man, you, you about to mess up some stuff. You know, I was thinking, what if? See, that gets you in trouble. So what does God say? See, so God says, I want to dominate you. Now, I don't want to dominate you simply because I'm a controller. I really want to dominate you because I'm a lover. Ooh, that's, I like it when they talk that way to me. Listen, listen, so I love you so much, I want to keep you from things that are going to hurt you. And so if you just listen to me, I'll save you from a lot of stuff. See, so, so when you say the kingdom here, you know, in a very practical terms, so God says, I want to rule and reign. So uh, you listen to the words of Paul. Paul, uh, two of my favorite verses of every verse, that's my favorite verse in all 66 books, is... Is found in Romans 12, verse, verse 1 and 2. Paul's calling for the uh, Gentiles of Rome that have come to believe in Christ. He says, I beseech you, brethren. He uses the Greek term parakaleo. To, I exhort you to come aside. He says, I beseech you, I'm calling you together as a troop. I beseech you, brethren, that you present your body 
as a living sacrifice. So he says, I'm calling you on behalf of the mercies of God to present your physical self, your body, as a sacrifice unto God. And he says, and this is, he says, holy and acceptable unto God. Then he says, well, I mean, set aside and uh, worth God using, acceptable sacrifice unto God, which is your spiritual service or worship. So which is your logical service? So God says, I want your body. So that means then, even though your body has a limited time of existence, God says, I want to use your body. So what you do with your body is sacred. So he says, this is what Paul says, and then he says this, and be not conformed to this world, because this world wants to dominate you. So the issue is not whether or not you're going to be dominated. You're going to be dominated. The question is, is who's dominating you? Either it is the principalities that, uh, that govern this world or it is God. And he says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, metamorpho, be changed from the inside out rather than the outside in. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So God says, in order for me to dominate you, I got to control your input and output of information. There's stuff you got to stay away from. There are things that you cannot think. If there be any virtue, there be any praise. Think on these things. Let that mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in you. So how did God control Jesus? Now, let me talk just a little bit here. So, Jesus was fully God and fully man, which meant he was a man and he was capable of sin. And he was a man, thus he had a free will. He had the ability to choose. If he did not have the ability to choose, he could not be the sacrificial lamb on behalf of humanity because he had to undergo what the first Adam went through on the same terms as he went through it, and he had to get victory in the same situation that the first Adam uh, experienced defeat. So he had free moral agency. He had the ability to choose not to choose God. And thus the Bible is very clear in letting us understand that Jesus was tempted. So uh, you may say then, how can the Son of God be tempted? Because he was the Son of Man. 
because he was fully man. Jesus did not come here operating like God. The, in Philippians with chapter 2, we call it the kenosis chapter, where he veiled himself of his divinity. He emptied himself of his divinity. He did not come to make a reputation of who God was. He came to show us what man could do if he had the power of the Holy Spirit. So, just like Adam had the breath of God, which was the Holy Spirit, but when he fell, the Spirit withdrew from him. Jesus had the Spirit from birth and in baptism. And therefore, he then went through the wilderness and he was tempted, which meant he had a desire. So there was a desirability and availability. Those two things must always be present in order for you to call it a uh, temptation. Uh, brother can't see no fine woman uh, walk by here and she don't know nothing about him, ain't looked at him another time, but she tempted me. Fool, that, that ain't no temptation, that's lust. Now, listen, uh, that girl didn't say nothing about you. She ain't even look your way. In order for something to be a temptation, it has to be desirable and available. And so Jesus uh, uh, was tempted in the wilderness. Hence, that means then in the wilderness, he experienced that which was desirable and available. Everything Satan said uh, he would give him if he did. Jesus said, I could do that. But it would short circuit the will of God. And therefore, it would disqualify me as the Lamb of God. And so, therefore, he was tempted, but he did not disobey God. But there was a pull to do so. Now, where was that pull? What was that upon? We know it wasn't upon his divinity. How can the, the divine be tempted by something that ain't divine? And you know, if, how can Satan say, God, I'll give you your kingdoms back if you do this? See, so he wasn't talking to the God in Jesus. He was talking to the humanity in Jesus. Well, you say, but he wasn't, uh, Jesus wasn't a man that was born of Adamic nature. Uh, and so how could he be tempted? The same way the man Adam was tempted before he got an Adamic nature. He had free choice. And so Jesus really was put in a predicament where he uh, had to rely either on what he wanted or what God wanted for him. And what did God want for him? For him to obey the word of God. So what did he say to Satan in that situation? As it is written. Several times, in essence, he went off of the word of God, not, uh, not based on his intellectual deduction. So what was God doing? God was dominating his mind, but the domination had to be voluntarily. So if you don't let God dominate you, he won't dominate you. Thus Jesus said, if any man would come after me, let him what? 
first deny himself. God didn't say, let me deny you. He said, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and then follow me. So when we talk about the Basilea to Theo, uh, seeking first the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of God, it's a rule and a reign that you have to first acknowledge that you need domination. Now, I don't know about you, but every situation of pain that I've ever found myself in was always due to my thinking. It was always due to my evaluations. It was always due to my analysis and my short-sightedness and my, um, and my own inability to control my personal appetites. And I wanted something that I shouldn't want uh, more than I, I was willing to let God dominate me in a situation. And the situation always gets me in trouble. See, God wants to dominate you, not to hurt you, but to save you. Just, just imagine how many situations had you been thinking the thoughts of God that you experienced that you would not have had to experience. So when we talk then about the kingdom um, being uh, uh, the rule and reign of God that brings a man into subjection to the will and the word of God by the Holy Spirit, this is what we're talking about. So God wants to rule and reign in your life, but you have to allow him to bring you to a point of submission. So you say, well, yeah, I want the kingdom, I want that. What Do you read your Bible? The Holy Spirit is trying to bring you into submission to the will and the rule and the word of God, uh, and which is entering the kingdom where you are born again and your information base changes. Now, this is important when we talk about the kingdom, so because the church has had a difficult time amidst the watershed theology, understanding the kingdom of God. Watershed theology in and of itself has created its own brand of dominion-like theology. Now I want you to hear this because last week I told you what dominion theology was. And that's what I said, a dominion-like theology that differs from the contemporary understanding of a dominion theology, a contemporary. So what do you mean, Dr. Carson? Well, when you look at the spirit of Romanization, it is a kind of dominion theology. Uh, but it's not predicated upon eschatology. It's completely existential, dealing with the here and now. Most, uh, you know, dominion, theo the dominion theology speaks of getting the world right so Jesus can return. Most of the time when you hear any theology of the kingdom, then uh, most folk have uh, defined it and connected it to eternal judgment as well. But when I say it's a dominion theology-like, I want you to hear my words because 
Romanization, the spirit of Romanization, uh, it dominated the roots of Christianity by replacing it with European roots. So when you look at Romanization and Europeanization, it dominated the Jewish roots of the Christian culture, and it then presented to you another perspective and perception of the kingdom. So when we look at this uh, watershed approach to understanding the kingdom, Europe, uh, Romanization, Europeanization, colonization, westernization, and Americanization of the gospel, then what you see, beloved, is some most obvious acts of dominion, uh, uh, theology of dominion-like theology, void of end-time stuff, is colonization, uh, it sought to dominate the world from a European Christian perspective, and it taught the superiority of one race above another race and, and, and associated the superiority of the superior race with God and through Europeanization, it created a depiction of a God that looked like the European. And so, when it, came, when it comes to uh, the watershed thinking of where we are today, it's hard for us to hear, hear the voice of God for the kingdom because I'm about to say something. So you can brace yourself. Because right now, we're more uh, interested in, in being like a race of people. Watershed theology has misrepresented the kingdom of God. And in order for white people or any other people to enter the kingdom, they're going to have to deny themselves. And so what does that look like? I'm about to stop. I can tell y'all getting this getting a little too heavy for you. So what, do, what, does, what does that look like? And I want you to understand, what does that look like when in your mind and in your ideology, the place you go to get real learning, the place you really go to understand God is a white environment. That's where you go when you really want to learn. But then you learn that they're self-idolaters. So then you understand that they engaged in white Christian nationalism. So what do you do now? So here you are trying to be like a culture that God is saying to that culture, die. So you're trying to live in a culture that God is trying to kill. Now, now, now what do you mean by that, Dr. Carson? Jesus said, if any man would come after me, let him first deny himself. And here is the problem. In our, in our modern day theology, black folk got to die to themselves because they're evil, because our ways are certain kinds of ways. But 
other cultures get to bring their culture into the kingdom because by nature it reflects God. The devil is a liar. Now, and I understand that that hurts some of your feelings because you're assimilationists. Your kids talk, hey, who are you? And this is South. My gosh, gosh, I was thinking the other day, Mom, Dad, you'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? What's all this? Come on, man, you're bugging me out there. Come on, you're bugging me. Come on. No. Yeah, I'm going to treat you like a bulb and stump you like a roach. You don't cut all that old pretentious stuff out. Be who you are. Don't spend your time and energy trying to act like someone else that God is saying to them, die to yourself. Why in the world are you trying to attach to a dying breed? White people got to die to themselves in order to come into the kingdom. Listen, there is nothing God prefers about a white person more than he prefers about something about a black person. Now, so there is nothing naturally and organic that God says, you can dive to 43% of you. God says they got to die to every, and the reason we had this big ordeal after the elections is because white people have been taught they don't have to die. They've been taught that they're superior and everybody else, and especially black folk, got to die to themselves. And black folk, you don't believe that God could be in your environment. Oh, let me, let me, let me, because I'm up close here. So, you believe if you got to find God, you got to go see him as Casper the Friendly Ghost. You, you, got, you got to go in another environment and find him. Now, you, 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 you believe this now. You believe this and you want to hear what they got to say about it. Now, uh, so, but here, here, is the, here is the piece, people. If you're going to be in the kingdom, I want you to understand there's only one kind of Gentile and that's a Gentile. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. There's only one type of Gentile and that's a Gentile. And, and to create this stratification among Gentiles is an act of idolatry. <coughs> you want Jesus. You don't want another culture. And you got to believe that God, the real, true, one and only God, can be found in our culture. Now, the Bible says that 
He put people all over the world, and he's not far from any of us. Now, why do you think if he's not far from any of us, you got to go on the other side of town to get him? Now, I want you to hear me now. I want you to hear me now. Now, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get ready to close this on down. Listen, I'm going to say this. Now, where is God today? If we had to say, and I'm saying if we had to say it, if we had to say God is hiding out in a Gentile culture, which culture would he be hiding out in? Would he be hiding out in the European culture or would he be hiding out in an African culture? Okay, now, when you look at the history of the church, and if you look at the history of the church in America, God was not simply a symbol. God was an experience and life. There is no way that slaves could have made it through the harsh treatment that they've come through except for the presence of God in their culture. The songs they sang, the shouts that they shouted, the love and the forgiveness that they gave other people and while they massacred them, castrated them, strung them up, hung them up, and then out of that, they still love their babies. They still love. You want to know where God is? He's right amidst us right now. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org slash TV. For more Kingdom Teachings and transformational messages, subscribe to our YouTube page at Dr. Dana Carson. The Kingdom Theological Seminary offers a quality yet affordable theological education for those seeking to increase their kingdom biblical knowledge. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the only seminary of its kind that provides biblical training with a kingdom of God emphasis based on the original context of Jesus, void of the effects of the Romanization, Europeanization, colonization, westernization, and Americanization of the gospel. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is what we consider a disruptive seminary that takes a holistic approach to theological training. KTS is designed to prepare students for actual hands-on instruction that is customized to each learner's need. Oftentimes, when students complete the traditional model of seminary, they are unable to use 85% of the things that they learned in actual ministry. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is designed to prepare the learner for 21st century ministry that is based on your interests and ministry areas of focus. KTS allows you to customize your education to fit your individual ministry needs. You can choose the certification modules or individual classes that can be applied toward your degree. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is truly disruptive. We don't force a set of unusable courses on you and waste your time and money. Instead, each student is able to put together their own cluster of certifications that best fit their ministry needs. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the seminary of the future and will rapidly secure a space in this 21st century ministry culture. 
It is designed to meet the needs of a plethora of new non-denominational church fellowships that desire their clergy to be trained in the most effective, efficient, and relevant manner possible, utilizing modern technology and cutting-edge methodologies. For more information about the Kingdom Theological Seminary or to enroll in the KTS waiting list for the fall semester, visit us at ktseminary.com. We are training 21st century kingdom leaders like you at the Kingdom Theological Seminary. Thank you for watching The Kingdom Voice. We thank you for investing your time and attention into the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. For more information about The Kingdom Voice and additional kingdom resources from Dr. Carson, visit our website at drdanacarson.org.